WBCRFM, Loudonville, Albany. Proudly owned and operated by Siena College, a Franciscan institution. 88.3 Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the Saints and Alumni Show right here on 88.3 The Saint WVCR. I'm your host this week, Joe Fermusa from the class of 2012. The Super Bowl's coming up. Of course, my beloved Buffalo Bills are not playing in the big game, but a few weeks ago, something pretty cool happened out in Arizona and involved one of our Siena Saints. Today, we're talking with Joe Horrigan from the class of 2001. He's involved with the Fiesta Bowl in a pretty cool and unique way. We're going to talk to him about that and the Siena experience and how that led to a life of service for him. All that and more coming up on the Saints and Alumni Show right here on 88.3 Saint. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Hey, you found us. 88.3 The Saint. Welcome back to the Saints and Alumni Show here on 88.3 The Saint. If you don't know already, not only can you listen to us on 88.3, you can also listen to us on Apple and Spotify podcasts the Alumni Relations YouTube page, any which way that's possible, you can hear us. Uh, today, we're talking with Joe Horrigan from the class of 2001. Joe, thanks for taking some time out to talk with us today. I know you're a couple of time zones behind, so uh, thanks for jumping in and talking to us. No, it's my pleasure. Uh, and Joe, I, I should start with saying, I'm so happy to be back on 88.3. I was, uh, I was uh, did, did a show on 88.3 when I was in college, so Broadway Joe is uh, making his return to 88.3. Oh. Awesome. We we love like every now and then we'll have an 88.3 alum jump in and uh, and do uh, we'll feature them on their show. So it's always cool to have the same those voices back in the airwaves. Um, so you mentioned 88.3. I'm sure you'll probably touch on it just a little bit. We start off every segment, every interview we do with alums on this show. Um, it's kind of let's turn the clock back. So it's been about 20 years since your graduation. You're probably looking uh, at colleges in like the late nineties. Take us back to that time and your journey to Loudonville and kind of what ultimately led you to pick Siena. Yeah, it wasn't a far journey because I grew up in Albany. That's right. I, yes. <laughs> and I, I think I, uh, I think I always knew I was going to go to Siena to be honest. I, I, I didn't really uh, have, uh, it was between Siena and one other place. Uh, in Long Island, I think I, the Jets trained with Hofstra, and I think I threw that in there too as a, as where I might want to go. But uh, I think Siena, growing up, uh, listening to eighty eight point three, going to Siena basketball games, seeing the campus, uh, growing up uh, Catholic, I went to you know Catholic schools in Albany my whole life. Uh, I just think I always knew Siena; it always felt like home, and it just was the place I was going to go. Is there something specific that you can at least attest to? Um, in terms of like a specific part of the CN experience that really kind of stays with you? Yeah. Um, you know, in my, I think it was my junior year, a couple, couple things. Uh, I, I was involved with one of the first classes of the uh, Franciscan seminar for service and advocacy. Okay. Which at the time was brother Michael Harlan. And of course, uh, Dennis Tamborello. Okay. And they, uh, they had me do some internships and they really like, I just remember that class being really, faith and action and sort of like, I don't know, just really stood out to me as to what I do. So they had me go and I, I became like a, a tutor or a teacher at like an after school, uh, St. Casimir's in Albany and, 
And I just remember that experience really sort of uh, being one of my favorite. And then I did some other things after school. And I remember uh, Brother Michael and Brother Dennis always being at the same things I was going to. And I just, I always felt like I stayed connected with the school through them uh, was kind of my, my big thing. Uh, but really the radio too. And I, I don't know, I mean, the whole experience was just wonderful. Father Dennis remains a, a major part of this uh, this campus as well. I mean, you still see him walking around. We just had a fabulous celebration for him back in uh, in the fall, 45 years as a Franciscan friar. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's he's still a familiar face around here. Yeah, and and I, and I and I think one of the things I'll say about it is, uh, you know, I I did I worked uh, as a social worker for three or four years, and then I decided to go to law school, and I started using the Siena Library to go study for. Uh, okay. when I was in law school, some law school exams. And so it was like six or seven years after I'd graduated. And I remember uh, Father Dennis just saw me walking from way over. And I mean, I was just so shocked that he knew my name, like he, everything, just like from way across it, it was like that solidified everything that Sienna needs to me. I was like, I, you could just walk back in years later and, and there's somebody who's, uh, you know, who meets thousands of kids, but who can on the fly, remember your name and, and, and you're just part of the community for always. He has that gift, and that's what makes him special to this campus. I mean, I, myself, I went to grad school. I, I left the area for a while, came back a couple few years ago, and then seeing him again after, you know, five, six years, just picking up right where you left off. Like, Joe, how exactly. are you? It's great to see you. You know, it's <laughs> exactly. glad to it's, see you get it. Um, so to, let, let's talk about 88.3 for a second. So what, uh, I mean, I, I want to say, what was the format then? Was it adult contemporary-ish? It was, yeah, I mean, it was like, I was right on the edge of like, so when I had started, it was when they, uh, different hours were different uh, segments. So I was okay. doing a six to 9 a.m. and it was like a hip hop and R&B show. And it was kind of a free for all. You could, you could do whatever. And then nine to 12 was rock and roll. And then they get back. It, it's like so every couple hours were different segmented. Uh, I, and then when I was there is when it went to 24 hours, uh, and it got kind of like top 40 or, okay. uh, I don't know if that's like, that's what you'd call it top 40, but more contemporary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it, it really, uh, became much more professional too. Like there was, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, trained industry leaders coming in and like yep. teaching us the tricks of the trade. And, uh, where at first it was more, uh, you know, spin the record, do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, don't let it swear was the only rule. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh. <laughs> You know, it was great. I mean, I like doing it both ways. It was great to kind of just get my feet wet on the radio and then uh, learn some things. And uh, I, I enjoyed it a ton. And I grew up listening to the radio station. So yeah. when I first got to Sienna, like I, I couldn't even believe that uh, they let me on. I, I, I have like, <laughs> the high, high esteem that I was like, I, wow, this is uh, this is wild. So all my friends and my sister would uh, go to Albany High and and listen to me on the way. And it was just awesome. I'd have to tap in with Darren Scott, the station manager who, uh, who definitely knows the timeline of, uh, cause right. What, what you're mentioning is definitely that transition period. Cause now it's, we play anything. So what you're describing is literally anything. So, yeah, well, Darren, Darren was there when I was Yeah, there. that's so right. Darren, yep. Darren, Darren, I, I'm hoping he remembered me. So uh, <laughs> well, I think he will. He's definitely listening to this. So yeah. if he oh, doesn't. Fantastic. that's great. Um, so, uh, we're, we'll talk about your, your career in a second, but did you take any of those skills that you learned at 88.3 or into a career? Or was it kind of just like a great opportunity, a good volunteer base? And then, you know, just, it was, it was fun while you were here. You know, it's funny. Like I, I, uh, 
I, I know I have, and I think like this, and and uh, and with the Fiesta Bowl and some other things I've been involved with, I've done interviews and some other stuff. But I feel like I'm just comfortable uh, speaking, and and I know like on the radio it's sort of public, but not public, right? You don't really yeah. like I'll be yep. in the studio by myself, but yet yep. you're talking to you know thousands of people. So I think it just got me comfortable and kind of, and it gave me a lot of confidence, uh, and and it was just fun to be honest. I just I just love doing it, and it was uh, I would I mean I would do a radio show before class and they go to class. I go to a 9 a.m. class and everyone's kind of dragging in. I'm like, I've been jamming for three hours. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. <laughs> this is, this is I feel the same way. I mean, I mean, I dabbled a little bit in the radio station when I was a student, uh, more so involved in the TV station. But, you know, just that idea of working, having a job or doing something before you go to class and just busting yourself to you know, I was working at Channel 10, so I get it, you know, like I used to work for three, four hours, then get to class, you know, and just having right. that experience and taking it to the next level uh, into a career, I get it, you know, I, I, right. I kind of did a similar it, path. And, and I, I want to add it, then the coolest, one of the coolest things was uh, some of the uh, Siena basketball players were in my class, Okay, and they had heard me on the radio, and they and they uh, asked me to do a mixtape of like their warm up when they were out at Times Union Center. So every time I go to Siena game, I thought I was the coolest guy ever because I'd be like, "That's that's me." That's, that's, that's my tape. That's my tape. That's my mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Um, so so we 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 uh, we kind of went through the you know your your Siena experience, your time at Siena. You tapped in a little bit about you know how you found yourself back here to kind of rejuvenate or you know just regain your, some exposure of the campus and kind of rejuvenate, you know, your education after that. Um, so tell us what you, you graduate in 2001, what leads you up to your career as an attorney? Okay. So, uh, right after I graduated, I actually, uh, became a social worker and I was working for the Albany housing authority okay. uh, in downtown doing uh, section eight caseworker type roles. Uh, but my degree at Siena was business. Uh, so it's a really, we can go down that road, but I was a, a marketing major. I think I, I chose that when I first started, wasn't really sure, uh, thought I'd be in the business world, but I think through, uh, Father Dennis, the service and advocacy program and some other things, I kind of was drawn into like the social work sort of way. So that's, that's where I went, uh, um, you know, upon graduating, I, I followed that, uh, got a job there, did that for three or four years, uh, got involved in some issues where, uh, you know, we were subsidizing rent for some low-income tenants, and there was a lot of tenants that were, or landlords that were, you know, abusing their rights, not following their lease. And so there were some lawsuits that I was kind of involved with as like a mm. witness. And, and I started working at legal aid to help some of these people. And I thought, why did I do that? <laughs> so I, uh, I really just kind of fell into law through the housing world and, and said that I was uh, going to go to law school and, and work for HUD or something and do housing. And I didn't do any of that. I, uh, I went to law school and I got uh, set up with uh, David Soares in the Albany DA's office for a okay. while and I was yeah. doing some community outreach with him. Um, and then ended up leaving Albany and uh, moving out West. Uh, and now I work with Indian tribes uh, and, and really kind of blend social work and law together. So I think that stuff that I learned in the service and advocacy program is still in there driving, but maybe mostly decisions underneath without, without me realizing. We hear so many stories, like similar stories of that. I, I have a similar story where it's an experience or it's, you know, something underlying that really flourishes and leads you to a different path. Um, I, that's great. I mean, you, you business major, but, you know, don't necessarily take it into a career. I was a psych major, but a broadcasting minor. 
So, but broadcasting was what I wound up doing. And it was, you know, those experiences. So we hear so many stories of that and it really, you know, can attest to the fact that, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, your focus, it's the full experience that can really, you know, lead you down the path where you find something that's enjoyable and you're giving back, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, can I give you a more Sienna story that always sticks with me? I should have mentioned this earlier. Sure, sure. I, funny, but it's on that same note about the full experience that you're talking about. Uh, but, you know, you obviously you have to take religion classes as, as part of your yep. time at Siena. And I had I'd always taken Catholic classes my whole life. So I was looking for something different. And I, I took an introduction to Islam class with uh, uh, Farid Munir, which I think is still there. And anyway, uh, I finished it. It was great. I learned a lot. And I asked him if, uh, you know, is there a part two? Like, where does this go? So he created a part two. With wow. Me, and there was like three or four of us. And and we t- I took Arabic for three years at Siena. It's something wow. I, still, I still think about. I have some like very little Arabic language that I, that I still talk to some people every now and then. And it's shocking. And I always say, you know, Sienna just created that at, as uh, something that uh, out of thin air because there was an interest. Um, and but it being a Catholic school and teaching, I just thought it was such a great thing that it's like really, um, I don't know, it just it just really sticks with me. And I think that program still exists and it's, it's flourished since then, but started as three or four students in his office. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that, I don't know, that kind of experience where you could just go to a professor say, I'm interested in something and they yep. create it for you. I mean, that's a Sienna thing. I mean, it's yes. just, it's just yep. amazing. And it's, it's again, perfect example of just how this campus continues to flourish and run. Um, something starts small. It's a, it's a, it's, it could be a conversation between a student and professor, and then it grows into something bigger. And a lot of the programs we have now um, start in that similar fashion. Um, Joe, we got to take a quick break. Uh, but after this, we're going to we're going to get into some really cool stuff as I was uh, doing a little background on you. Um, you have a couple minutes to stick around, and then we'll, uh, we'll jump back into it. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're listening to 88.3 The Saint, The Saints and Alumni Show. We will be right back. Your Sienna College Connection, 88.3 The Saint. Welcome back to WVCR 88.3 The Saint. This is The Saints and Alumni Show. I'm your host this week, Joe Formosa from the class of 2012. This week, we're talking with Joe Horgan from the class of 2001. Joe, thanks again for taking some time to chat with us today. Glad to be here. Uh, in our latest Siena news, which if you're an alum, you probably have it in your inbo- inbox, in your mailbox. Uh, probably around now, um, we, featured, uh, we featured some of your great accomplishments. I'm going to read some of it, and then we're going to dip into it, because this is pretty cool stuff. So uh, you're in Arizona right now. And you you served as the chairman of the Fiesta Bowl Parade in Scottsdale, Arizona, and you were named as Fiesta Bowl's Chairman of the Year for serving as the chairman of the last parade. You're also a Fiesta Bowl Futures Commissioner, and you're going to mentor new members of the Fiesta Bowl Committee. You've been on the Fiesta Bowl Committee for about ten years now, so which is That's pretty right. cool stuff. So, the, I mean, the number one question I got to ask is, how do you get involved in something like that? I mean, it's just I I moved here uh, like twelve years ago to Arizona. And I just started volunteering. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things you got to put the, the sweat and tears in to, to volunteer. My first volunteer job was basically, you know, you stand next to a sign and read the sign to people. Yep, Bathrooms yep. that way, go yep. that way. <laughs> you know, uh, very, very small stuff, but you just uh, do it. You consistent, stay with it year after year after year. And then uh, eventually uh, someone sees your hard work and gives you a little bit more responsibility and, and it works up. And so now uh, I've do some fundraising for them. I, I volunteer, I work the games. I, I, obviously I was chair of the parade 
like you said, and I do a ton of stuff with them and it's, it's awesome. Like I couldn't be more excited to be a part of something like that. So what is the day-to-day, or I guess, as you lead up to either college football season or bowl season, what does the day-to-day look like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, well, say for instance, uh, I was involved in game ops and in the parade, uh, the parade starts a little bit earlier, but I mean, you get a committee together, a parade or running a game just takes a ton of volunteers, as you can imagine. Uh, so you start planning months ahead, like right after the game's over on January 1st, you probably got, you do a little wrap up and then you take a two or three month break and then you start planning just right back into ready. it. Yep. So yeah, you got to get a, a good committee together that usually are 20, 30 people. Uh, and then from there branch out to, to, to minor volunteers under them. But you really just, I mean, you plan every aspect of a parade, every aspect of a game, making sure people, you know, recruit people to get in it. So this year, uh, our grand marshal that we selected was uh, Alice Cooper, which was That's super awesome. exciting for the parade. Yep. Uh, so you, you know, you get their schedules nailed down and you get uh, other great acts to do it. And uh, it's just people, people, people. I mean, you really just got to get get a crew together that can, that can help put it together. Uh, I was seeing on the, uh, I believe it's KTVK down in, uh, out there in Arizona was streaming the parade and obviously broadcasting it across, um, across the state. Um, I was looking at the tail end of the live stream and there was something pretty cool, uh, that I saw at the end. Could you, uh, could you lead us into what that special surprise was and how that came about? Yeah, I I think I know what you're talking about. There was a lot of cool things, but I I think the coolest (laughs) thing that I'll, I'll uh, go with it. And I should point out that I'm wearing the yellow jacket here. So people on the Facebook committee are called the, they, they commonly refer to as yellow jackets. So this isn't my normal, uh, fashion, but, uh, for today, you know, so, uh, but yeah, so as chairman of the parade, I was, uh, uh, my wife is also pregnant uh, with our first child, and we've been uh, pretty excited. About a week or so before the parade, or maybe two weeks, we got our, a letter from our doctor with the gender in it. We didn't open it, and we decided, uh, with my wife's permission, <laughs> I wasn't sure she'd go for it, we decided to uh, do it at the parade. And the TV station broadcasting it live picked up on it and said, let's do it here. So as we're, uh, me and my wife are coming down as an entry in the parade, just sitting in the convertible, the TV station comes over, live TV, uh, puts us on TV for everyone to see. They had a little uh, football made, uh, like, like a plastic or glass football, and they threw it in the air, and boom, uh, pink smoke everywhere. So everybody uh, found out just like us on live TV. Uh, so we're having a girl. It was, it was fantastic. It was, That's awesome. Couldn't, couldn't ask for anything more. It was really, uh, really special. And I got to hand it to that TV station because they were ready right with the uh... – the CG graphic right underneath. The second that football bursts, <laughs> congratulations! It's a girl. It's so a girl. Yeah, I, yeah. It's great. I mean, I I couldn't. I was just obviously in the moment too, and obviously yeah. I can't watch it on TV while I'm doing it. So I got home and watched it. I was like, oh my gosh, it was even so much cooler on TV. It was. They had all the graphics ready, and yeah, and I had dealt with them all morning and other stuff for the yep. parade. So they kept all that a secret to me. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, I was really like. Uh, I mean, me and my wife were just over the moon on it. It was, it was wild. I give props to the producers and the talent over there at that station and pretty cool stuff. Uh, it kind of looked like, at least from my perspective, I mean, you just kind of gave me the story of how it happened. It kind of looked like your wife didn't know it was happening, or at least, I don't know if that was intentional. <laughs> so we knew it was happening. Uh, but to be honest, uh, I knew a little bit more than her, but we, we didn't know how it was happening. Like, okay. so uh, there was talk of them doing it on TV like that, but you know how, you, you know, this is your world. Sometimes things change if it's behind schedule before, yep. like yep. we were very passionate about, Hey, this is, this is something for us, but we didn't want to uh, 
take it away from the parade. We exactly. Didn't want to be, you know, we didn't want some 10 minute production that, you know, people in the crowd or on TV are like, who is this guy? Like, you know, they just, so as long as it was done respectively, we were, we were for it. So we didn't know exactly the manner it was going to take place in. Uh, so I think she was just overwhelmed with a camera on her face and, you know, it, it just, That's awesome. I mean, she loved it, but yeah, it was a surprise in, in format. Uh, you mentioned a few minutes ago, we'll just touch on this briefly, Alice Cooper, and I assume you had a chance to meet him. I hear he's one of like the nicest guys in rock. Oh, I, nice guys in general. I mean, he is fantastic. He runs a community center uh, in town that I got to go to before when we kind of announced him as the Grand Marshal, uh, where he teaches kids instruments. And I mean, he has staff obviously to do it, but he yeah. is actively involved too. I mean, he's, this isn't like he puts his name on a building and you yes. know, he yeah. goes up once a year. He, uh, you know, he shows, he teaches kids. They have concerts where some of his students get to play and he performs with them. We like, so we, cool. I went to a, like a, basically like a, his second community center that he opened. He had like an opening concert. And it was like in this big abandoned parking lot. He put up a huge <laughs> stage. It was all his students. And then he, he did it at the end. And there were like hundreds of thousands of people free watching and they're getting an Alice Cooper concert. And you're oh, like, man. this guy is like the coolest, most normal guy ever. Um, and he is, I mean, he is a, uh, I mean, in, in Phoenix and in Arizona, he is legendary, yeah. uh, always in the community, always doing stuff, giving back. So we couldn't have picked a, a better grand marshal and he exemplifies everything that uh, Fiesta Bowl. And I mean, I wish he had gone to Siena because he exemplifies what Siena stands for. <laughs> so. That's so cool. I mean, I seeing that. And then, I mean, I've, I'm obviously a little familiar with his philanthropy and how he loves giving back to the community. And just hearing that story, I mean, that's everything I've heard of the kind of person he is. So that's awesome. Um, let's shift a little bit from college football. Uh, I had seen you had a little bit of a dabble uh, with the NFL a few years back. How did that come about? What did you do for them? Sure. So uh, through Fiesta Bowl, I've kind of, you know, branched off in some other uh, things, particularly because the Fiesta Bowl Stadium and some other things, I have familiarity mm -hmm. with it. So when there's other events that come in, they kind of go to us. So uh, I was selected to uh, be a owner's liaison host uh, for the Super Bowl 49, which was the uh, uh, Seattle Patriots uh, interception in the end yes. zone. Game. <laughs> yes, so it was. was uh, yeah, that was uh, uh, pretty big. Uh, so I was selected um, along with each owner in the NFL got selected uh, to have one local host that stayed with them all week. And uh, I mean, I know I see your hat there, but I was selected for the New York Jets as a, okay. as a longtime Jets fan. <laughs> Uh, so I, I was with Woody Johnson for the week. That's pretty uh, cool, though. Watched the, watched the game in a suite with them. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, a, I mean, I, it was a dream come true for, for me in, in many, many levels. I, I never dreamed I'd be able to go to the Super Bowl and never dreamed that I would be doing it with, uh, you know, the owner of the Jets uh, and seeing him all week. So uh, fantastic experience. And I've gotten to do some other things with that. I've done the Final Four, some uh, awesome. soccer matches and yeah, so it's just been amazing. That's pretty cool stuff. Um, you, you talked a little bit about uh, your desire to give back, your desire to volunteer. Um, you're still an avid volunteer. I mean, you talked a little bit about, you know, some of the work you did after Siena. So what volunteer work do you do currently? And to add to that, I mean, what continues to drive you to give back? Yeah, so just about as long as I've been doing the uh, Fiesta Bowl, I've been doing uh, at-risk youth mentoring with an organization in Phoenix called Phoenix. It started off Phoenix Youth at Risk. Now it's called New Pathways for Youth. Uh, so I'm, uh, I was assigned a one-on-one -on -one mentee relationship. I've, I've been doing it now. I've, I re-up every time my kid graduates high school. 
Uh, so I'm, I'm on my fourth child now, uh, that I, the fourth mentee. And, uh, and I was actually selected their mentor of the year a few years ago. Wow. Um, okay. I got, to, I got to go out with the Phoenix Suns on a road trip with them. All right. Yeah, it's, it's been wild. It's been a, a wild road. Uh, but yeah, I just love it. I, and I think that one is probably the most specific that came from by the time at Siena with the uh, Center for Advocacy because they sent me to an elementary school and I had never been really in that kind of setting. Uh, like I knew my, my heart was always social work, but I'd never been like with kids in that kind of, yeah. uh, and it just made, I was so comfortable doing it there that like once I got here, I said, well, let me start doing work, working with kids some more. Uh, and that just has grown into, uh, you know, an awesome <laughs> experience. I've met great people. Uh, the kids are fantastic. And uh, I, I, I tell people, I, Fiesta Bowl, I love it. But the, the, the mentoring is, is it's, it's, just, it's just as equal to that, if not more. It's, it's truly, truly spoken, uh, spoken like a true son of Siena. So uh, thank you for what you do. Thank you for being a saint. Thank you for representing our saints. Uh, we've, we've literally run out of time. I feel like you have so many, so we need to do like a, an extended cut or director's cut one of these days. <laughs> I feel like you have so many stories and just talk over two minutes about Alice Cooper and just wanting to know more. Um, you have so many stories. We, we, have, to, we have to connect you with uh, our alumni at some point and really you know, have you branch out and tell some stories because I feel like you have a lot in the, in the, in the treasure chest of stuff you've been through. I, I didn't realize it went by. I have, I have much more to share. I do. <laughs> I, can I share one quick thing? I got to tell you. Absolutely. Yep, at the yep. Fiesta Bowl, for, I'm, I'm going to give you a tip on, on some other people to talk to. At the Fiesta Bowl, two years, two times, sorry, two times, referees i was hosting the referees at the fiesta bowl and okay. two times the referees were sienna graduates really so i have their names and everything it was unbelievable <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it i pick them up at the airport and start talking to them and a guy who went to sienna i'm like holy cow and so then yeah so there's sienna people in sports just kind of bumping into each other here and there and uh yeah that that those two times were blew my mind we need to connect we'll 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 chat about that offline right when we're done with this Absolutely. uh Joe Horgan from the class of ON, thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time uh, to talk with us. You, great journey after Sienna, a great Sienna experience that you continue uh, to, to embody uh, with the work you do. Thank you for being a saint again. Thank you for what you do. Hey, thank you so much. I, I, I love Sienna and, and uh, happy to be back on the 88.3 and, and, and talk with you. And we hope to hear from you again soon. Uh, that's it for this Friday's episode of the Saints and Alumni Show. I'd uh, like to thank Joe Horrigan once again. I'm Joe Formosa from the class of 2012. Uh, it's almost the weekend, so uh, stay tuned. 88.3 The Saint will be right back.